That's a song. In fact, those are the guys we're talking to today. But first, the wonderful people that make this podcast happen. My friends, Montucky Cold Snacks, montuckycoldsnacks.com, a fantastic lager beer. They celebrate giving back. They ask you to recycle. They're amazing. Love me some Montucky Cold Snacks. More than I love the beer, probably, are the great t-shirts and hats that they have, along with everything else that they sell online. Go check them out, montuckycoldsnacks.com. Go to your local bar, go to your local supermarket, go to your local liquor store, ask for Montucky Cold Snacks. If they don't know what it is, first thing you do, you don't slap them in the face. That's not nice. But you tell them, get woke, MontuckyColdSnacks.com. Also brought to you by the sexy, the beautiful, the often copied, never duplicated, black and white, Dirty Bills, DirtyBillsAustin.com. Get your great shirts, get your hats, get your fanny packs at DirtyBillsAustin.com or just go in and get them, DirtyBillsAustin.com or go in 511 West Rio Grande, walk in, say hi to Alan, say hi to Leslie, say hi to the team, listen to some sick music, have a great time, enjoy, DirtyBillsAustin.com. For those of you that heard the original posting of this, I think we fixed the sound issues now, Uh, fingers crossed. Thanks a lot for your support and your love. Bobby, thanks for giving me a shout out as well and for your guidance on everything. I really appreciate it. Now, party people, enjoy this podcast with the great, the wonderful Distance Runners who did the theme song and have done much better music all over. And more importantly, man, they've been on the radio. They do some amazing stuff. They are sexy. They are fun. They are smooth. They will gently make love to your ears and your mind with their words and their lyrics. Enjoy. We're recording. Gentlemen, the guys who did the theme song. One, one, thank you. Seriously, thank you. Mm-hmm. Two, before I get too crazy, back to back podcast. Still a professional. Fuck right off. Um, cracking open a beer. Uh, Bobby's like, I bought some of those pills. I'm like, well, I'm going to drink all of them. It's going to be amazing. One, let's go around the room. Bobby, we're going to start with you. Yeah. Great hat. If you, by the way, tomorrow morning, if you wake up, that hat's gone. It's on my head. Mm-hmm. Just know that I stole it. And I stole yours. So <laughs> we're going to do a train right get now. The cosmic coffee, and I get the Dirty Bills hat, done. and then we're done. 100% done. Yeah. Introduce yourself, kind of what you do, the music thing. By the way, he's not going to say this. He's self-taught. He, he plays like 19 instruments, including the, the, the pan flute and the ukulele. The guy's a fucking genius. He's a fucking musical genius. But talk close to the mic and uh, let's get this party started. Yep. So, hey, I'm Bobby. Talking during movies podcast. You did this theme song. You wrote it in like 30 seconds. You're like, this is, this is, this is what it is. Because I'm crazy. And you're like, I'm going to create a crazier song than me, which is hard to do. And you did it. Yeah. Yeah. I just got inside your head. Scary, <laughs> dark place. And then I said... What would Jason do? And this is it. So then uh, it came it came into the head, but then I brought in my buddies, Mark here and Chris Owen and Mark Rodriguez, and they helped me out with all the instrumentation, and we did it all here in a couple hours. So the concept took about 30 seconds, but the recording took a couple hours, and then uh, we spit it out to you. Magic Mark, can you talk about yourself a little bit? Uh, I, I played guitar and bass on that song, and uh, been jamming with Bobby for a long time, and... Uh, Handsome Devil. 
I pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Capricorn Chris. What do we what get that microphone up? It's so far away from you. Like, what up. are you doing? It was up. It's in front of your pulse. You're like you're it's like you're like if your dick was gonna talk to me, which I'm not yeah. a, I'm not opposed to. I've heard you your dick's very articulate. That's why I was down there. <laughs> Never mind. More conventional. Hey, that's Chris Owen. Uh, I think I screamed on that song a little bit and uh, I also been hanging out with Bobby and Mark for a very long time. Plays music, uh, photographer and media designer in town and nice. That's what and I got. Sadly, both of you guys have seen me drunk, or all three of all three of you have. We have yeah. By the way, you're every gonna time we see you, you're gonna hear some chuckles in the back. That's Father John. Uh, he was also the loud. He was uh, a mounting Jason Dick uh, from behind when he was tied up on a chair at the sex party. We were you can't blame me for that. Who can blame you? I I I I bought a sex toy. He did. You bought you bought a sex toy for hundred and sixty dollars, which is way more than a fossil watch. It seems ridiculous. Today we are doing. Watch right now. <laughs> <laughs> my watch. Yeah, I'm not dissing your watch. I'm just saying, not as much as a sex toy. And what does your watch do? Does it turn you on? Because his sex toy Sometimes, will tell time and hey, turn you on. I'm single. I get lonely. I, I don't, yeah, I don't like, take anything. Like turn out the lights. One to fossil. That's watch. when it's really sexy time. That's when it's sexy time. Watch. No. So we did a text earlier. We had a lot of fun. Um, we decided that we were going to do the three amigos. And for you guys and for everyone out there, real quick, um, one, this is a great movie. It's a lot of fun. awesome. I own it. You own it? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I'm not a man. My mother's a man. Uh, <laughs> Let me check again. You're a miss. I'm a miss. I'm a miss at, at a lot of things. Uh, Bobby, you've seen three three amigos. I have not in about uh, fifteen years, but well, good. I've so seen it you a bunch times. Good for you, yep. Orion. By the way, it's an Orion picture release. Orion was also um, the uh, the Tron, the original Tron movie, not the not the shitty remake, the original one. We got Steve Martin, we have Chevy Chase, and uh, who's the little guy? Martin Short. Martin Short. We got Martin Short. He's Chris, awesome. when was the last time you saw Three Amigos? I think it was about 15 years ago also, but I've seen it 50 times. Did y'all see it together 15 years ago? Was that yeah. You guys together, a little popcorn date. <laughs> what, do you go, what do you get, Chris, what do you, when you're at the movie theater, what's your, what's your snack of choice real quick? I just smuggle in wine mainly, but probably Twizzlers. Nice. Twizzlers? Yeah. It's now, do you do Draft House or do you, like Austin, Texas, famous for the Draft House, or do you go to that... AMC random bullshit where someone can pull out their phone and just start talking. No, I mean the Arbor or Alamo. the Arbor or the Arbor. Arbor Alamo is pretty much it. Bobby, what's your uh, one movie movie weakness as far as treats go, and then two, uh, your 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 treat of choice when you're in there? Yeah, definitely a Junior Mets. I mean, junior Mets and Mets together. You're trying to make out after the fucking yeah, movie. I mean, I might. The freshest breath of I, all time. I mean, I, the longest makeout session I ever had was when I was uh, in eighth grade with the girl in the movie Ghost. And those junior mints came in really handy. So ever since then, you just never know what's going to happen. It's, it's weird that that... Rick Gonzalez, our mutual friend, had started out, and I answered an ad in the Chronicle that he put out. And so I joined the band as a drummer. And it was just three of us, and then Bobby came along later on to try out for keyboardists, and that was 2003. Mm. And, so and, and no offense to Bobby, and Bobby's a handsome devil, um, you don't... You don't scream keyboard. Keytar, maybe. You don't. You scream guitar for sure. You scream singer for sure. Mm -hmm. No offense. And maybe it's because of my 
bullshit images of what happens with the whole, you know, keyboard thing in music, you know, when I'm watching videos and there's a guy banging on the keyboard, you don't scream keyboard. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get it. But you can play the keyboard. Moderately, yes. Well, I, I can't play them. You actually didn't at the time, and then like you just kind of winged it, and like you you you, you were awesome. You you you, uh, you you brought it, and we wanted you in the band immediately. So and not only that, for your personality as well. But that's how you start a band, as far as from, from ground zero. You just get some guys together that can play, and then you see where it goes. And if it goes somewhere, then you keep going. Chris, mm -hmm. well, I mean, uh, I play with these guys minimally, but uh, I pop in and out over the last. Decade or more, I think. Bobby and I. What do you What do you play? What What's your I mean, forte, if you will? I mean, now I play an iPad, but uh, percussion, you know, congas, whatever you got. Tambourine, you can learn anything? Sure. You're just, you're ready for an assembly of God. You just, know, just, you're just ready, just going to church on Sunday, just bang a tambourine on the side of your leg. Church, but <laughs> <laughs> just a lady's gonna run down and like I will let that white lady run down and bang a tambourine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so percussion, you know. Uh, the triangle, I'm assuming, is is, is in the same way. Yeah, all the classics. All the classics. Great, the classics. Yeah. <laughs> Count he's, 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 he's just like, I'm gonna fucking stab this guy. No. Um. So you you but you, you're 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 a talented musician. Um. You also have other talents. I've seen your photography. It's fucking amazing. What I, what I wonder and how does it as an artist because you are and not that they're, they're not artists because everyone in this room I really believe is, is an artist in some capacity but um, me being the least of the capacity of the artist mm -hmm. but um, I wonder like how do you buy like what what's the thing that happens where you go I'm gonna come to the secret studio and I'm gonna make music or what's that feeling can you can you kind of express that feeling of, of, of what that is that, that kind of makes things happen yeah, well, I mean, I think usually it comes from Bobby instigating something, calling me up, like, I've got an idea, some new shit happening, so I go, well, whatever it is, I'll show up, and he'll lay it out, and we'll just sort of talk through, you know, what I can offer. The feeling is boredom, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Sit around, it's the yeah. feeling bored, it's the and feeling you think, hey, what if we recorded a rock and roll song about not giving a shit, and I could talk whenever I want, and the ultimate song about free speech, what if we do that, right? And so you get so bored weed, and then you call and it, fun is yeah, what yeah, you call your friends over and you mom. say, Hey, let's uh, let's make <laughs> some racket. I've got a couple ideas. Um, they're they're not finished out and I need you guys to help me finish them out. How do you how does that flushing out of ideas work? Um, trial and error mostly with some math and science thrown in there too. Like, there's certain is, guidelines that you roll, like, hey, we're going to play a song at this tempo, this many beats per minute. We're going to play a song in this key, right? There's And Mark's like, but I like this key. I like G. I don't like an H key. Yeah. Well, there is no H. So, exactly. luckily, See, it, it only where, goes to G. That's where Mark wins, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> look, yeah, what I do. look how I set you up right there. That's how you know someone doesn't belong yeah. in the band. Like, let's play a song in the key of J. You're like, dude, that doesn't exist. Uh, you're out. So, I'm, I'm out of the band right now. I'm yeah, already you're, out. You're, you're a spokesperson. <laughs> <laughs> we need marketing ideas from you, and let's just stick with. We'll stick with that. Yeah. I mean, Bobby provides the mics for the podcast for Christ's sakes. Like this is, this, I'm no professional. Um. So I'm. I'm how does we're watching Three Amigos? But the, these these three guys, they're 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 on this adventure. They're doing this thing. They have a TV show. They got all this stuff going on, but they 
they started somewhere, right? They created something, whether, no one knows the backstory. Let's assume public access and did X, Y, and Z and made it up. You guys have done albums, not a song. I mean, you, you say like, a, oh, you know, you show up, you want to do free speech, you want to do this. It's a song, but it's not a song. You guys do legitimate albums. You've had shit played on the radio. Mm -hmm. That's not a couple of guys hanging out. Like, there, there, there's, a, there's an environment that... There, there seems to be, from what I understand, my limited knowledge, one, a chemistry, but two, an environment. An environment that, whether it's the studio or, or wherever you recorded prior, that is you guys coming in. Yeah, not being bored, not just rolling through life and having um, no adventure, right? So yeah. music's an adventure. You get your friends together and you take a little adventure together and you record it and you put it out there and if someone listens to it, great. And if no one listens to it, great. But the fact is that you created it there in that moment and you created your own little piece of history and that's what makes it cool. Mark? Uh, first of all, I'd like to do a little Randy Travis little shout out right there. <laughs> thank, thank you, you. thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I missed that. What just happened? Uh, Fair River. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when, when I was with, I, I've been in a couple bands with Bobby, uh, the chapter in the Distance Runner. And uh, whenever we, my, my favorite thing about a band, being in a band is the creative process, is, is, is hashing it out and coming up with ideas because that's your thing. No one can ever take that from you. Get it recorded, it'll never go away. And that's like your baby. So nobody can, and that's, that means the most to me as far as being in a band and the creative process as far as, that's just, it's eternal. And, and Chris actually was part of a video that the chapters did. He was, uh, uh, like this, uh, what was, what was your role as far as? Just videographer, really. Videographer. Mm -hmm. Handsome. So, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> so, so we all three go way back, but I think we all share a common, uh, commonality of just getting the idea across and getting it down and getting it done and solidifying it and then recording it and then moving on to the next idea. Yeah. Challenges without, without expectations is kind of the most free you get, you know? It's like, let's make something, but we don't know what it is. That's a very nice feeling. And, it could go anywhere, and if you don't think about it too hard, you could come up with some of the best stuff you know you can, because mm -hmm. you got that. There's no parameters. Along with copious amounts of alcohol. Well, I mean, that always helps. And it's, it's a puzzle. Ultimately, you're sitting there crafting a song, and you have maybe an idea, but the song needs seven ideas, and those seven ideas have to match and gel together. And so you're trying to figure out what are the other six ideas that this that completes this thought, right? And that is the challenge, that is the joy. So to your point of like carrying the weight, no, not really. You don't carry the weight, you just kind of... You solve the puzzle. You solve the puzzle. You don't it's carry a, the weight, you a, solve the puzzle. It's a mental exercise that involves really cool sounds and musical instruments and really cool effects and all those really awesome things you could do with music. But you're just solving this puzzle. What, uh, what bands... With your friends. What yeah exactly what, what bands have you listened to that have gone from that you believe and I don't want to put someone on blast but I will but it's like I'll actually ask you to put them on blast but it's like what uh what bands have gone have moved from solving the puzzle to carrying the weight where they went from I'm doing this because I just want to do shit and I love my friends and we're just gonna play music and we're doing all uh. Though it's probably a little bit weird, Dave Matthews, who just does his thing, right? Or the kid who now is the lead singer for the, for uh, the Grateful Dead, 
right? He's just he's like, I'm not carrying anyone's weight. I'm not carrying water. I'm just doing what I want to do. Versus what bands you see, and maybe they're just pop stars. Maybe maybe those pop stars are actually just doing their thing, and someone's excited. But as a musician, I I I know you see music differently than I do. And I know all three of you see music differently than I do. So what is where do you see music and you're like, oh, like white men can't jump. Wesley Snipes face says this. You can listen to Jimi Hendrix, you don't hear Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. At what point are you guys listening to music that plays today and you're like, you know what? They're playing for a paycheck, not for their heart. Like, mm, is that is that is that fair to say? Well, if you're feeling that, then just like if you're feeling, if you're listening to something and you're feeling like, oh man, they're just doing this for the paycheck, then just listen to something else. There's so much good <laughs> music out there, right? And like this whole thing of like, oh, music's dying or whatever. I mean, we went and saw King Gizzard and the Lizard Lizard the other day. Mm-hmm. Australian psych rock band just blew us away. Played three hours straight. No encore. They're like, yeah, screw your American traditions. We're not coming back after you clap. No, we're just going to come back. But they did three hours. They did so, three hours. So they couldn't. They, 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 they couldn't say like an hour and a half, right? dead or something. Rock and roll was so damn alive for three hours at that night. So, but they couldn't so, an hour and a half, then the encore, and then walked off, and then there's like the one guitarist, like, burr, 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 yeah. burr, 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 and they're like, oh, they're coming back again. And they could have dragged it out for three hours. But instead, they gave you three hours of heart and soul. Yeah. There's, a, there's also, so here's something, like, uh, you could find heart in music that you think soulless, right? So everyone, like, makes oh, do, pop yeah, stars and stuff like that. Here's the deal. Have a couple kids, and then listen to that music on the way back. Taylor Swift's 1989 is one of my favorite albums right now. How oh, dare you? I mean, it is amazing. <laughs> but everyone would be like, oh, Taylor Swift pop song, just writing songs for 14-year-old girls. Now, that's not actually true. You listen to a song like Style, that song is a damn good song. You know what I mean? So if you listen to it enough, I think you could change your mind on it. Or no, if you're, I, better yet, if you're forced to listen to it because your four-year-old wants to hear it every time time day on the way home from daycare, Please. then you're... Get sure. random, random chiming in. How do you feel about the Ryan Adams cover of that album? Uh, I think Ryan Adams is probably the greatest songwriter like in that like, songwriter of the last 15, 20 years. And I think that he did a pretty cool thing in covering that. Yeah. And I think everything he does is really good. Not everything, but a lot of stuff he does is really, really good. I'm going to eat your Taylor Swift box up for your birthday. You should. Yeah. You should. And I, I'm going to eat Taylor Swift I would you. rather have a t-shirt. That way I could wear it out and about. I'll get that, a t-shirt you know? for your Taylor Swift t-shirt. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's much better than the semen cookbook I bought you. <laughs> Hey, you know, it's true. It's true. I have not uh, used any of those recipes yet, but, you know. It's out there. It's a year that's there. Just floating out there in case you want to. Listen, if you want to, if you want to make some some spicy or, you know, whatever, chicken wings, if you want to make a a Bobby and Collins, fine, whatever you want to do. Listen. Grow up. If you want to do your version of Alfredo, if you want to do your version of Alfredo sauce, it's fine. Whatever you want to do. Listen, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to offer opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, uh, anyone want a white Russian from the bar? Oh no, I'd take a white Russian 100. (laughs) I wish it was available now. Fast. Like now, like I'm like, let's start bowling. By the way, bowling. Can we talk about bowling real quick? Um, Because you brought up white Russian. 
Uh, let's put your fingers in the three dirtiest holes known to man. Oh, yeah. And then I'm only going to sell you finger food. <laughs> fried <laughs> mushrooms, fried pickles, hot dogs, hamburgers. I want you to get, put your fingers in three of the dirtiest. I'm going to spray the shoes. I've never touched a bowling ball. Right. I'm gonna, I don't want you to get athlete's foot. Heaven forbid. But I'm going to, for sure, never touch these bowling balls. So those, huh, huh, lick your finger, bleh, dig them in, bleh, throw them down. Like, okay. <laughs> and by the way, have a white Russian and some fried mushrooms. With what? With the hand I just bowled with? Well, yeah, because you're an American. Oh, good point. I'm out. We have two hands, right? We could use the other one. Just... Just thinking out loud. So far today, Evidently, Chris likes to masturbate with his left hand. Of course. He's like, welcome to the stranger dome. It's like Andrew got and hold us up, you know. Chris <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you have another hand. I'm like, that left hand is dead to me. Like, I'm right-handed <laughs> for a reason, okay? That left hand does two things. It holds a wedding ring. And it pats my child on the head. That's all it does. It's all it's ever meant to do. Comes in handy. Comes in handy. You son of a bitch. What a dick. No. What a... Oh, the puns have now started. What a dick. The puns have now started. Um, For the rest of you, I'm actually... I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm cutting him out. This pun is now... It's, it's dead to me with that pun. Chris... Yeah. On the music side. Yeah. Mark is Mark is in Punville. Mm -hmm. He's he's in purgatory. Poison, really. Even yeah. though his mic is hot. Um what Bobby said about music, about making music, about the, the idea of it. Um what what do you We're watching three amigos and these guys like they got the outfits, they're doing the thing, they're yeah. walking. They're 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 loved by people. I think he made, Bobby makes a good point. I think Three Amigos make a good point. Um, you can look like complete idiots as long as you make interesting music. I mean, I think everyone's seen Kiss when they were a child and really, I mean, you know, you loved it then, you hate it now because or, of who or, they are. Or, or Midget but, Kiss. But spectacle with shit is great, Little you know. <laughs> what? Midget Kiss. Little people. I've never seen Midget Kiss. Oh, there's just a bunch of little people just doing Kiss songs? I mean, it's the best. Great. Bobby and I talked about this, um, and, I, and I found out who it was. It was Burt Kreischer that talked about this, but so Burt Kreischer, yeah, like like he cares that I'm shouting him out. But um, uh, it's hilarious that you can cover a song. Like you guys could cover a song your own way. You could do the acoustic version of "Hit Me Baby One More Time," whatever you want to do. And in the music world, everyone's like, "That's amazing! You're so into." If I covered. That's something that depends. But no, I, let me back up. All right. In, uh, you hear what you're saying. And it is an interesting point. And we've talked about this. Yeah, like, we've why talked can, about it. Why yeah. can't you go out and have, why can't I go out and just tell Mitch Hedberg jokes and just be on the road on a 30 stop tour? You know? All of, I mean, the, the, from I can't 10 do years that. ago. I can't, can't do, do it. You can't but do that. I could be uh, Dark Star Orchestra or something like that and cover Grateful Dead tunes and go on tour and literally be on the road 250 dates a year. Like that is totally acceptable. But okay, in the, I, I, I love that you're sharing your dreams right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry was like a father to him. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll circle back on the Jerry thing, but I think that it comes down to intent with art a little bit. Like, let's say, for example, I had an album and I want to put out this album, and I found Chris's website and he had a photo on there that was really cool, and I wanted that photo to go on the cover of the album, right? 
And I reached out to him and I asked him, hey man, can I use this photo for this album? He would probably have a couple questions, right? He'd probably say like, well, what's the intent of this album, right? Are y'all trying to sell and make a, a shit ton of money? Are y'all like these little independent artists or whatever? And if my answer was, I'm just this independent artist, I'm just trying to, I think your photo's pretty cool and it kind of struck me for whatever reason, he would probably lend me that photo. Right? If I said I'm backed by a major label, I'm going on tour, we sold, we've been gold on our last two albums and maybe going platinum on our next, he would want to sell or have some sort of royalties right associated with that photo. Right, So that's art. So I guess on the comedy thing, what's interesting is you can't just go out and do that. Right, You just can't go out and just steal. But you can't do it with, also with paintings. You can't do it with, can't do it with paintings. Right? You can't do it with paintings. Or Marvin Gaye songs. This is true. His family will come at you. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. is not, not all, you say music's all sharing. Not all people are following that. I mean, there's lawsuits placed every single year on people that are ripping off songs, you know? Like the if radio you did, If you didn't like, like a boyfriend, thing, if you didn't like, like a boyfriend of Avery's and he covered one of your songs and put it in like some weird DJ mix that we're not attuned to, would you like, listen, I'm going to fucking sue you? She, well, first off, <laughs> she's four and a half. So she's not having any boyfriends until she's at least 40. So I won't have to face this problem for a long time. Your yeah, hypothetical and, question. And when, when she's 40, you're senile. You're like, well, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, the cover thing's interesting. Um, and I think that, any, I mean, covering it 100% people could do. But any sort of sample, now you're involved in the royalties. Right? Yeah. So, and not everyone's just all about the sharing, you know, whatever music. In fact, a lot of Art. people protect their copyright. How do you protect your music? Or do you? Well, you get it registered through ASCAP. You can also copyright in other ways. You could uh, have uh, legal documents drawn up that says that this copyright belongs to this person or this entity. Is there... Um, ASCAP's probably the, the cheapest, easiest, most user-friendly way to do it. Is there an artist, like if someone was going was gonna to cover a Distance Runner album or a Distance Runner song, is there an artist you'd be like, no, I'd be okay with that. Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I like how Mark, Mark just said, look, it's, it's, it's Radiohead. We'll it's Radiohead. Yeah. Listen, it's Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Chris, anyone else besides Radiohead? Uh, bon Jovi, probably. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I think they do a really nice interpretation of any one of those songs. I, I do too, yeah. I mean, as long as they brought that little guitar wall thing out. Wah, yeah, wah, 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 wah. Wah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, they did that. So well, Bon Jovi is, he's, yeah. he's a sinister mistress. He is amazing at what he does, and he also feeds the homeless, kind of, right? I mean, he's got that That's thing it. where, yeah, he's got the he's got the uh, kitchen where he does. Uh, he goes, oh, if you can't afford food today, that's okay. That's a hundred percent okay. Um, I'm going to, I'll, I'll pay for it. So it's, you you pay for what you think you pay, and then that's what works. And it's a, it's it's actually very very cool because it's. He's got this whole idea. It's like, no, 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 no. If you can't afford soup, but you need soup today or you need a sandwich today, just come to my shop. It's a, and it's in New Jersey. And he's like, yeah. And he's more profitable than a lot of other restaurants in his area because most people give more than they think it's worth, right? So they're like, oh, I think a sandwich was amazing. I think it's worth $20. It's a $20 sandwich. And Bon Jovi's like, oh, on, on the menu, it's, Eight. Now, does he work there? Or is he? Yeah, he works he's there. He's making the food. Okay. He's making the food. He's doing the thing. It's it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it really is. I mean, hmm. 
God bless Bon Jovi. Um, out of the out of the three amigos, who's your favorite? Is it Chevy Chase? Is it Steve? By the way, Steve Martin. I mean, if you guys, no offense, no pressure. If you don't answer Steve Martin, who's a no? He went from comedy to music, and he's really killing it on the music front. Anything for this point, and it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, Chevy Chase is the legend, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, this yeah. is not his greatest role, I must say. He's a little detached feeling. It's not Martin Short's greatest role for sure. Uh, is it not? No, it's that when he plays the fat. Guy, right? Yeah, that's that's his best Jimmy role. Blake. Jimmy Blake. That was so good. That was awesome. Jimmy Blake. By far. Are then, uh, Chris, Chris, well, we'll put Mark on the back burner. Are you then Steve Martin or are you Martin Short? I mean, uh, since Bobby took Chevy Chase, I would, I'll take Martin Short. I think that's a, that's a great way to be. I would take Martin Short. No, I'll, ta- I'll, I'll take Lucky Day. I'll take Steve Martin. That's He's a hell of a banjo player. Yeah, exactly. He is a hell of a banjo player. Yeah. And the jerk, I mean, one of the greatest jerk, movies of all so time. Dirty Run Scoundrels. Oh, yeah, Dirty so Run Scoundrels is yeah. all from heaven. Pants from heaven. Not mother. Amazing. No, <laughs> not mother. Do you want you spoke up? You're, you're spoken, you're spoken to, sir. Sorry. When you bring mother up, you're spoken, you're spoken to. <laughs> I brought a gentleman. What, what, what about you, Jason? Who's your favorite from this little mix? Oh, it's Chevy Chase. I, when I was growing up, I thought my dad was my, my real dad. My mom's been married a, a bunch of times. I thought my dad was Chevy Chase. And I mean, he played tennis. He rode a 10 speed. He cut hair. And he was balding. And he had a subtle double chin. And I was like, that's, that's Chevy Chase. And it was funny. And my dad, back in the day, was super fucking funny. Um, as I think all parents get, right? I think parents go from raising you to being funny and awesome to going super liberal or super republic or, 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 you know, whatever it is, it's conservative. conservative or, yeah. They go one or the other, mm-hmm. and then that's all they preach about, and they're like watching MSNBC or only Fox News, right? And, like, right. and he's like, I hope they separate more kids at the border. I'm like, Jesus Christ, why would you say that? Why would you say that? <laughs> he's like, I mean, we're together, so it's fine. Like, our family's fine. I'm like, Dad. He's like, Fox News has it right. And he just does his thing, mm-hmm. but he went super, he went super conservative. And then I got a mom who's like went super like liberal, and she's like, "I believe that Jesus fed the five thousand, so bring everyone across the border because God will make it work." Do you think the humans would be more? Do you think the human beings would be happier if news was just gone? Yes. No. You don't think so? Nope. Because there is an innate in, in there's an innate thing for us to know. And we want to understand what's happening. Now, can we change news to make things happier? Can we do things to where it's like... The problem with news is not that they do news. The problem is, 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 is how they do news. So the idea of... of, of let's, let's move the hot topic of kids being separated from, from families out. Let's do weather or something else, right? Let's just... because The World Cup. The World Cup. Yeah. The thing is, is that you can do news... And you can make it fun, and you can make it happy, and you can also put intrigue and interest in there, mm-hmm. and you can actually make magic with the news. The fact that they don't is only to get you to come back the next day. The fact that they put a hook or a hanger on something like, well, and then, who knows, or... The World Cup, right? Or the NBA Finals or the, the Super Bowl. 
everyone's like, but we're waiting for this game. We're waiting for this to happen. And they're like, yeah, but when it's done, I'm going to tell you how it was done. I'm like, okay. Or the news could be, hey, Austin Pets Alive saved 75 puppies. Like, Brian at KVU. That feels good. I like that. Yeah, but yeah. Brian at KVU, God bless him. I love him to death. He's been on the podcast. He could be like, ah, you know what? We did this. Sure, there's traffic. Don't go down I-35 today at 8 a.m. because there's fucking traffic. You know this. You don't need the news to know that there's fucking traffic. You don't. You yeah. don't need the news to know? You need the news to know that, hey, we saved 100 puppies last month. We fed a million homeless people. We did this. We gave out this many blankets. This church did this. This group of people did this. This music played this. Bon Jovi came in and just gave hand jobs to everyone. Whatever it is, you have an option, though. But you have an option. But the, the problem, the sick part of our brain is, the sick part of our brain is that we don't want the good stuff. Our brain... And I'll pose this to you guys. And I, 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 I'm yeah, going to ask you this. I heard his hand was slippery when wet. Yeah, no, super slippery. Mm. And wet. That's one of the cookbooks. So here's the thing. Everything in our world, everything, everything in our world is named, right, Bobby? Like, everything in our world, it's named. It's got sure. a name. Sure. Everything. If you give yourself a nickname, you're, you're a douchebag. I mean, not, no, that's kind of our term, but you're, you're not, you're, you're a douchebag. 19-year-olds, right? What band is out there still being cool, but they, they're older? The Rolling you Stones. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I agree with yeah, that. Two of the most The power of Is that coming from there? Because yeah, I can really, taste it. Yeah. It's not good. It's ketchup. <laughs> I've eaten a long way for this. All day I've eaten two things. I've had oh. one egg, and I've had a slice of pizza. Oh. It's, Sorry. It's no, it's... Okay. It's one musk. What was I looking up? Did Bono give himself the nickname? Yeah, where did the nickname come from? It's not true. Or the end. I don't think either one. Yeah. yeah, either one of them. But I know. So you have you have you really have the Rolling Stones. Um, I don't know how old you want to go back on bands, but I mean you can. You could say, which I think is interesting. Stop. <laughs> I think you could say you go like Dave Matthews Band. They've been around for twenty years, at least. At least, right? Fish. A long time, mm-hmm. yeah. and and fish. Um, you don't have to like their music, but there's people who follow fish everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fish, Rolling Stones, Dave Matthews Band, Grateful Dead. Even though people have passed away, and they're 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 putting new people in. Um, Jerry Garcia was more than people. Stop that. He was an ice cream flavor and a second father to me. Well, you know that's just because you smoked a lot of pot in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't, you know, but once again, the brain gave itself a nickname and then made you use it. I, I, yeah, that's, that's deep, dude. That's deep. I'll let you read it. Bono gave himself a nickname after he was fly fishing in Montana (laughs) and he caught a trout. Gavin Friday gave him the name. Gavin Friday. Mm-hmm. And it, and that it comes from uh, Bono Vox, which is a Latin phrase meaning good voice. So his mm-hmm. buddy gave him that nickname, I guess, because he had a good voice. And he didn't like it. He didn't like it. But he learned to accept it. But he learned to accept it. Can we talk more? Kind of like me and Jason's friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby doesn't like it, but he's accepted it. Right now, I'm not liking my friendship with him because it's... 
overpowering. Yeah. So, um, so I got Chris Owen. It, where, where would, how would your life be different if there was no news? If there was no news, yeah. Um, or would it be different? I don't think it would be that different. I don't tend to fall into oversaturation of things, and that I read a story one, or on the news, you watch it once. Like I don't need to listen to it three times and repeat. I mean, turn the shit off, you know. Get the. I mean, if you're gonna get your news from CNN or Fox News or MSNBC, any of that shit, that's not real news. Most of that is just it's news. It's not in-depth news, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I like to read a long-form article or watch a documentary, and that gives you real true, deep knowledge, I think, about things. Mm-hmm. I remember when I fell in love with news. I went I went to school in the morning. I, I, watched, I watched news in the morning as a kid, and I loved it. I loved the, the, the spitfire information. And the teacher goes, do you know what today is? I raised my hand. She's like, well, I'm like, it's International Death Day. She goes, you're right, it is. It's International Death Day. How did you get that? I'm like, I watch the news. She's like, you watch the news? I'm like, every morning I watch the news. And this gal, this teacher, she's like, Jason's right. It's International Death Day. And that was my inspiration to always still watch the news, which is also probably my inspiration for my useless knowledge of when we have conversations, you're like, and you're not getting your useless knowledge from the news. Okay? <laughs> you're getting that shit from the depths of the internet. Okay, I don't know where you go, but it ain't channel seven. That's it. Okay, it's, it's channel. It's but it stays yeah. there. That's the main. It stays thing. there. Right. It stays there. All kinds of knowledge, but is it going to keep in you? That's oh, it stays in. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know why you're talking about this. And I'm like, by the way, one of the funniest things, and uh, sorry, inside of baseball, we have a friend. He's very nice. He's very gay. He's very black. And he's like, I all I see is Trump this, Trump that, Trump this, Trump that. I'm like, I don't, I never see it. And then we saw his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and he had these white guy golfer. If you can't the afford sports shooter, like think NRA, like sports shooter, like NRA sports shooter sports glasses. glasses. And I put them on. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I put these glasses on. Bobby's wearing a Trump for America shirt. Like, it's just, he's not wearing, and he's like, I hate you. And I was like, stop wearing shitty glasses. Like, it's just. He was not happy about that. But those happy. were the most, like, NRA right-wing oh, glasses worst. I've ever seen in my life. Super red that place. Super red that. hilarious. And I say that because it is, you know, I bring that up because life is at its core, and, you know, the, yeah, when you're married and you have kids and all that, uh, you know, you have a little more freedom. You just have, you know, you just, you know, when you're a musician and you're single, you have more time to create and write and work on your craft. You don't have to do all the chores that you would do as you and Bobby do when you have kids and being married. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much the difference there. Do you um? Is there because you see like Bobby and I, or you see Chris? And we know we've we've got our, our significant others. Is there a part of you that goes me when he said that? <laughs> is there is there a part of you that goes, I could go to Australia tomorrow, as long as I tell a couple of people, like these two, I can go. Like I can go tomorrow. And as long as no one's missing me, I can go tomorrow. Yeah. And then and then how do you curb that enthusiasm, if you will? How do you if you curb that desire to just be like, you know what? I'm gonna go to Denver. Why? I because I don't answer to anyone, and that and, and, and 
I, 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 I bring it up because I love the idea of the freedom, but I also, I'm, I'm really respectful of the idea of, you know you have people that love you dearly and think, I mean, they, they love you. You've got Avery and, and your Coralie that love you and they, they, they run and hug you. And so you, you, so there's a part of you that can do all these things. There's also a part of you that can't because there's little kids around Austin and there's adults around Austin that love you so much that even if you did that, we would have to know. Like, how does that, how does that weight balance for you? Uh, well, there is no weight. Uh, the, you know, I think you, like bringing back, you, you guys have the weight. You guys have the responsibility and the lack of time and lack of sleep. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> well, I mean, like, Bobby and I, we, we hang out a lot, and, uh, you know, I, I love his girls, and, we, you know, I'm going to babysit them in a few weeks, and uh, I, I want to be a part of that. And so I see that Andy and Bobby, they need some time. Like, dude, take advantage of the single guy. You know, I, I love those girls. We, we hang out, and... And they love you. I mean, you can and, see it when... I, I've been around the yeah, house yeah. when they're around. He's Corley's daughter. They love you. Yeah, but they love you. I, mm -hmm. I, and uh, that's... You know, I'm, I'm going to be selfish by saying this. So like, I love hanging out with them, but I can just give them back. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> okay, okay, it's your turn to take care of them, put them to bed, and make yeah. sure that they wake up and have food and all that. But, um, you know, you were single at one point, and you felt that, and uh, I... I you know, I guess it gives you a different perspective on things. Yeah. Whether it was you have perspective on that, that you have kids. Like, as soon as they're bored, born, everything changes. Yep. You have responsibility. You have the humans you got to take care of and raise. My perspective is different. I want to help out in that situation. But at the same time, yeah, I can go to Europe or I can go to Denver or I can... South America. Or I can spend... Or I leave dishes in the, in the, on the counter after I, when, I, when I ate breakfast like this morning... And I can go back and spend seven hours writing a song, and I don't have to have, you know, the responsibility. So it leaves you a little freedom as far as not only what you want to do with your life, but also mental, mentally and emotionally to focus on other things. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, hard, hard, hard left turn because we, we saw this. I saw this in the movie, and Bobby can't can't see the angle very well. But um, at what age do you shop? Do you stop sharing a bed with another man? <laughs> what I mean, age? Do you, like, do you have to stop? I don't understand yeah. what depth. Bobby and I stepped together last night. What, what's the problem? I don't understand. I learned it. I mean, I'm gonna go thirty. 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 I mean, is this just like winners, or is this all the time? No, if you ask. Steve, no, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm wondering, like, so like the three amigos, they all share the same bed, uh -huh. uh, as because the you know the, their writer is not very good. Inside lingo because I'm hip, uh, but you pull your bed down and we're all drinking, having a good time. They're like, Jason, you can crash here, and you're like, that's fantastic, thank you. And they're like, Andy's mad at me, so we're gonna share the bed. I'm like, no. I think it yeah. depends on the I'll, situation. I'll take, yeah. I mean, not that I don't want to share butt farts with you, because I do believe if you're over thirty, you have to go back to back, right? I like how you clarify butt farts as if they come from anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The ones he did earlier came from somewhere deep and dark. That was a mouth part. But it's like they traveled through the passageway. Though. They end up saying, coming but... through the butt, but they were somewhere deep in the large cold. I, I got a funny. I got a funny story. I, Please. During the chapters, we played a show in Houston, and we, we had a show. Uh, we, uh, 
Bobby's friend hooked us up in a hotel room. Hotel Icon. That place is the jam. Yeah. It was. At least and there were, it was four of us and two beds. So Bobby and Jeff slept in one bed, and then Rick, the singer, and I slept in another bed. And she go back to back? Like, no. you just, like you turn over back to back, and you're like, our backs and our butts will touch, but there will be no spoon. Everybody was on their backs at first. So uh, <laughs> my friend Rick, who is who was a gay man, uh, and I was sleeping in the bed with him, during the night, I woke up to him on my chest, <laughs> and he and I and I tapped him on his head, and he just really he woke up. And, oh, sorry, and then he rolls over. So it was cool though. It was funny and everything. And like he, you know, absolutely. It depends on who you ask. If you ask Stevie B, that question, he's yeah. gonna tell you like uh, never, never. Uh, yeah. yeah. So on that story. John, you're trying to end. Did, did we not realize that hotels have free rollaway beds? Am I the only one who stayed in a hotel? Well, most of his life. Well, I knew that, but I didn't tell Rick. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. Some I people, some, hey, guess what? Some people like a snuggle buddy. No. Selfish son of a bitch. All right? Some people like a little snuggle buddy. Um, I mean, I don't know. After 30, I just, I think that you just keep it going. Now, is it the same bed, or can you be in, like, the same tent? Is that... You mean the different? same tent? Same tent's different because it's sleeping bag, right? You got an yeah. old, you got a whole thing. Yeah. Sleeping bag's Actually, different. Yeah. Uh, same right tent's there. different. I don't need a pigeon tent either way. Yeah. yeah either way. Good. There's a. Uh, there's you can a, get there's, a tent. There's a thing. <laughs> when was the last time you uh, you went camping? He didn't catch it. Man, it's been a I actually enjoy camping, and I have not been camping in. I want to say about 15 years. Wait, what? Long. I know. I know. It's crazy. Crazy. Whoa. I know. I'm, I think I the, girl, the girls are coming up to age to where you They're, they're getting there. ready to get there, yeah. Do you yeah. have a tent? I mean, do you have a tent? I have a tent at one point in time. But after 15 years of not using something, you pretty you much need to do goodwill. I yeah. mean, yeah, that's right. so no, I don't have one currently. Mark? Camper? Oh, I haven't been in a while, but yeah, I have all the equipment and all you know, everything. Yeah. Chris, take your lady, go camping? Uh, we have not done that necessarily, no, but uh, I love to camp. Um, my tent disintegrated, so that's part of the problem. But, the heat of Texas sort of Yeah, so if you leave in the garage and don't point. use it for years, it's gone. But What about you? No, I'm from Montana, so uh, I stopped camping when I left Montana. I was like, this is an awful idea. Down here, yeah. Mosquitoes and snakes and bugs. 400 degree temperatures. Or, or hotel and a water slide in the pool you go to water what hotels have a water slide are you serious every hotel i stay with harper has a water slide and a pool i've seen it yeah okay yeah that's what i do I'm, that's one that's that's why i'm down to be here every is day. that like on the amenities list and you like check that box i don't care if it's one star you got a water slide but look, I'm but, in. but look what they're doing they're just like sleeping out in the open you know so, uh, yeah. Chevy Chase is playing his guitar. Um, Bobby, what are, what are the instruments that you that, that, that you play? Or that you know how to play? Uh, I play little keyboards and little guitars. Drums? For the most part, uh, very poorly and out of time. Yeah. Okay. Um, singing, yeah? Yeah. So the voice? Voice. You play the voice? Yeah. Mark, what do you got? What do you, what do you play? I play drums, bass, keyboard, uh, little mandolin, uh, 
A little mandolin. Little mandolin. Those are not the tiny ones. Like it's it's the, these tweezers to play it. Um, you like that? <laughs> uh, anything I can get my hands on, put it in front of me, I'll learn how to play it. So. Mm-hmm. Ladies, you're welcome. Uh, Chris? <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, drum set when needed, but mainly just hand percussion is kind of what I Okay. Strive. Yeah. Nice. What, um... The fallopian tuba as well, right? I'm the fallopian tuba is, is, is your master of fallopian tuba? Like fear of the fallopian tuba. I like that. Uh, what got you... We'll start with you again, Bobby. What got you into... Or how did you know that you were good at music? Like, what got you into music, and how did you know? You're well, like, I can tell you I'm not good at music. I just keep that's doing bullshit. it. That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, honestly, like, no, it's a relative term, right? Now, are you good at music compared to freaking Beethoven when it comes to the piano, right? Uh, in that case, no, I'm fucking terrible, right? So it's a relative term. But what got you in? Like, what was the hook where you're like, you know what, I could probably do something with this? Uh, teenage uh, angst and energy, for sure. I had a drum set in the garage. I was living out in the country. I didn't want to live out there. I thought everyone was rednecks, and I didn't get along with a lot of people. And so the one thing that I could really get along with was just headphones and a drum kit and this, like, uniform and 40 pounds of gear and do a traffic stop when it's 107. Just that alone sounds terrible. Yeah. Then, like, you put people in, like, pretty much borderline death environment uh, in any point in time. All through your work day? Like, how many of us just get hungover and then go to work, right? And then we, like, we make, make, make it through somehow, right? But think about it. If you were, like, super hungover, paranoid, had that freaking guilt, like you killed someone yesterday because you drank too much the night before... And then you gotta be a cop. Never happened. I'm Never. just saying that's that's a, that's a tough gig. So no, I didn't want to be a police officer. Uh, I did want to be like a professional musician. I just kind of got humbled by not being good enough or being in the right place at the right time. Uh, you got songs playing the radio, so let's not say it that way. Okay, fair enough. But that doesn't uh, what that, that 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 those that's kind of the entry level of like what you would call quote success in the music business. It's like. Okay, you guys aren't playing on radio. That's cute. You're like way at the bottom of the total pole. Like going down that, but you sell you sell a million records. That's pretty much the top. Yeah, you know, but, you're still, but, but guess what? Arena, that's pretty much up at the top. Unlike right? a lot of people, right? I mean, you guys, uh, you're on the totem pole. Yeah, well, yeah, at some point. Yeah. Bottom or not, you're still on the totem pole. Yep. Uh, Mark, what was your uh, moment when you were like music? No, that's my jam. Uh, it's weird. I when I was like. Uh, I barely can't even roll up and run around. My uncle had this guitar that was only had four strings and it was hidden away in his, this uh, closet. And I just picked it up and started playing songs. I just figured it out. And got into sports and then got hurt and then just got back into music. And then uh, I just. I, what, I, what, what, Rubik, what sports? I played football, basketball, I played everything. And, uh, How did you get hurt? Shattered my collarbone in football and right, that pretty much ended my football career. But uh, that, that sort of shifted me into music. Okay. Sort of as a necessity, and different things happening in your life sort of shift you in an artistic direction. And uh, I just started picking up drums and bass and keyboard and just started teaching myself. And so, know. like Bobby, self-taught, pretty much. Chris, oh, definitely self-taught. I mean, it's uh, mainly started by beating on a guitar with drumsticks. Sticks. That was kind of where I started. Like my dad was kind of a a minor hoarder, so in the garage was you know a plethora of things to go and 
explore. So I would find but, uh, all, that's huge yeah, that's movies. Yeah, good, uh, good call out there. But there were so many things to beat on. So sort of at some point, my mom used to tell me quit beating on that. You know, I'd just be beating on everything. And so that's basically where it started. It's like I knew like, well, I've got time inside of me and how do I express that? How do you guys, on, uh, uh, this, is a, this is a good note for, for, for anyone, how do you balance what is your what is your passion, your love, music, and what is your day job? How do you balance that? And, and by the way, you're also a dad. You're off the hook a little bit because you're single. You got a girl. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we've got, uh, we literally have the spectrum here, right? Of dad and kids to I have a woman that I love to I'm single and I can go anywhere. Nonetheless, there's still balance. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you built a beautiful studio in your backyard. You've done all these things. But in that, where's the balance? Like, what, what do you, how do you balance that? Like, because it seems like to me, from the outside looking in, when I look at music or I look at musicians, I'm like, oh, this is heroin. This is a drug. This is something you want to go. And when you're in there, you've got a glass of whiskey and you're mixing songs, you're doing this, you're like, you're in there. And you're there. And that could go from midnight till 6 a.m. And you don't care. Now, when 6 a.m. rolls around and you're done, you're like, fuck, I actually do care a lot because i got to go do some shit. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance that? I, I wouldn't say it's a balance is word. It's a drive. Um, okay. I did I did that schedule for a long time. where you worked, I worked a full-time job. And then at night, then you go to practice and practice on your own. And you just keep doing it. You don't give up. You just keep driving and keep, you know, the balance is like you just find time. You know, I don't know if there's a, a balance with the word. Balance, I think, is for when you're in a zone and you have kids and you have a job and all that. You have to balance time for yourself and all that. Music, you just got to keep doing it. You can't just let let off. Like, the best the best musicians practice four hours a day for years. And you get to a point where, like, you become a master of your craft. So it's a drive. You just got to keep going and got to keep doing it to where you get good enough to where nobody can ignore you. Yeah, and I, I had an interesting conversation about this exact topic yesterday with this uh, Ukrainian girl who was driving uh, the Uber. I went to see Bun B last night, and this Ukrainian girl who had uh, a bit of a, a funny speech thing going on, which I found out was not like a speech impediment, but she actually had a retainer. She was waiting to go back to the Ukraine and get some dental work, and she just moved here from L.A., and apparently, according to her, all the dentists in L.A. are really bad. Apparently they're all, for example, I'm with the kids and it's uh, 6 p.m. and um, I come up with a really cool melody or a great line or something like that. Break out the, the freaking phone, take a voice memo, write that shit down and come back to that the next morning when you have the time, right? It can. You just can't then stop and like work on that project at that point in time. Discipline. Am I making sense on that? Yeah, discipline. Yeah. It's discipline. Yeah. It's, it's, it, but it's, it's not discipline. It's, it's, it's more of a mental discipline, right? It's more of a thing it's of a long game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the idea of going, oh, no, no, no. This is, this is, this is me understanding that my 20% might be broken down to 5% throughout the evening or the week or whatever it is. And my discipline is going to say, hey, at this time, we do this. Discipline. And I'm not, I'm, Pretty easy, you know. I'm not the best at discipline. Booze and drugs and random thoughts and everything else. But it's 
it's always interesting, right? Because when, when you surround yourself with artists, as you guys are, and more importantly, when you surround yourself with artists of discipline, it's an amazing thing. I mean, really, it's very, it's very cool to see because you can do that. You can be like, you know what, I got two minutes to put, burp, and then Coralie and Avery are going to play here and they're going to do this. And we're done. And I'm out. I'm at, I'm at Phil's and we're having ice cream and we're doing this. And we're having fun. Because mm -hmm. it's discipline. And, you know, I mean, analogy-wise, you want to come back, you can come back to uh, the three amigos and the one, you know what, they weren't, they loved the fame, they loved the fortune, they loved the idea when they caught back to it, when they when they, when they were pushed, like, no, 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 I believe you're this. I believe the heroes that you play are the real people that you are. Boom, let's do this. Discipline. You know, I mean, it's a weird thing to think about, but it's, it's an amazing thing to think about that the best, I mean, and maybe I'm wrong, but the best artists in the world have the greatest structure. Like, everyone thinks art's free, right? Everyone thinks that music is free. Like, you just come in here and you just slap in your leg and boggle like, that's a jam. Hold on. Da, 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 da. And then and then and then Mark Mark comes in, he's like, I got a bass with like slap your leg again, and it's just it's chaos. And it's not the blues. It's not. It's 20 years of doing fucking music. Mm -hmm. It's it's 20 years of of, of, of of understanding a keyboard and understanding sounds and knowing how how, how voices move and what happens. Mm -hmm. It's 20 years of investment. It's 20 years of, of looks like chaos wrapped up in discipline. They say that the greatest people in the world are the freest when they're disciplined. When they have structure, when they have the greatest, the greatest, the freest thinkers in the world are the best when there's structure around them. If those people... Well, the, yes, for the most part. But if those people have no responsibilities, then they don't have to be disciplined about anything, right? If you're just an artist and you just don't need any money, you live extremely cheaply and efficiently, or you have some sort of trust fund or whatever, then you don't need discipline for anything. You just do whatever the hell you want, right? But, but it's if not you have art. a lot, I'm sure there's good art out there, but made by people in that scenario, right? I don't know. I can't side you off the top of my head, but probability is pretty high. You think so? Some good art out there made by someone who has no discipline, just that, just that has very uh, very low percentage of responsibility and, and doesn't need any discipline. But for those people that have more responsibility, they do they do need more discipline. They need need more structure. They need more creativity in terms of figuring out how am I going to squeeze in getting this idea out of my head and onto a song or something like that. Yeah. No, I, I think it's in all of us. Just like you, Jason, you had the idea to make this podcast. Yeah, you, know, you have it. It came that came about from something like you, you know. It's similar to because I talk too much. That's a given. But I'm just saying, you know, we do it in a musical form. You do it in something another form, and like everybody has that in us to create something, to do something, to have an idea, to want to do something, you know, whatever that is, and you just go about it in different ways. But mm -hmm. yeah, but hard. Yeah, Prince didn't write all those songs just because he was just blatantly just that he also worked hard at it. You know, he had a very immense amount of musical talent, but he also worked every day. He didn't just like 
you know, wake up and write all songs, like he worked on his craft. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you are going to work on this podcast and you're going to make it grow and have different ideas and bring new people in. You have to keep your brain, who nicknamed itself, keep that going, you know. So well played. Yeah. yeah, speaking of that, uh, you have responsibilities, right? Got yeah. wife, kid, you got job, you got Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night from 7 to 11 p.m. First year, I think, yeah. And then we would have a show on the weekend. You're talking about 15 or 20 hours a week of being in, in the zone, right? And so it, it's not easy. Then all that shit just comes easy. You got to sit there and hammer it out. You got to solve the puzzles. You got to write the songs. You got to remember the songs. You got to remember the words. You got to tune the guitars. You got to make sure all your gear is working. And then you got to go out and play. You know, there's a lot to it. Make right? sure you have right leather pants on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The ones that are missing the S. Yeah. White leather pants are after Labor Day are, are the greatest freedom in the world. Like if you just if you want to say fuck you to America, you wear white leather pants after Labor Day it's true. with no underwear. You'd be like dick show. You're like, what? <laughs> what? It's the head of my uncircumcised dick. White leather pants after Labor Day. You were wrestling about that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's you know it's um, all of this is it, it's funny because I mean one I love it and, and there's art to it right there's there's the thing I mean Chris you do art for work but you do art for art yeah how do you how do you bridge the difference. I mean, like, well, and I'll, 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 I'll jump in real quick and say, like, the Three Amigos, right? Like, they did the thing where they're like, oh, we are, we're a stereotype of a show. And then this town believed in them. And they're like, nope, you're not a stereotype of a show. You're heroes. And then there's art for pay and art for the soul, if you will, right? Like, suit yeah. for the soul. Yeah. How do you... How do you not mix the two? Well, well, my life is split into very different parts, you know. I go to work, I don't socialize with people there that much, you know, I leave it behind. I'm not not salary, I get paid by the hour, which is, you know, so I disappear, you know. There's no constraints on me there, you know, once I leave, I'm out. Um, But then the rest of my life is finding, you know, people that want to collaborate, want to do the things I do, you know. And then that's where you are, the hero, like, oh man, you did do that thing. Or, you know, and that's just finding, like, sympathetic characters in your life that I think is necessary. Or, you know, I mean, you can be a solitary artist, I think, all you want. But, you know, I've tried to play the commas by myself. It's fucking boring. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same shit, you know. There's just nothing going on. So mm-hmm. you need, you just, it's in isolation. That's, um, it's, it's useless, I think. Um, like you got to collaborate. you got to meet your new heroes or maybe be a hero to someone, too. You know, like, whatever yeah. happens there. Mm-hmm. Father John, yeah, stand up here real quick. I, I got a, I got a question for you because you're you're, you're that one. There's there's this is a, a unique spot that um uh that I don't, I, I hope we, we we as artists never find ourselves in, but as an artist you, you you found yourself in right, which is how do you let go of something that you love? And what I mean by that, like, well, you know, Father John, almost seven feet tall. Um, he stunned his growth drinking Coca Cola. Uh, but I could use one right now. You use one right now. He, he Classic needs, style. He, he needs a little. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get him a coffee. Just, uh, just slam it. 
No. Just slam it. Just no. drink it. Don't no. be a horrible person. It's from Bobby. But um, more importantly is this is this thing of like John let go. Like so, John figured out and then let go of a dream of basketball. So it's like if. You all of a sudden your fingers were gone one morning. You're like, oh, and his knees are gone and his shoulders are gone. He, he, he can't play in the NBA. He was supposed to play in the NBA and he can't now. And I wonder in that dream if you can enlighten or, or give some, what was that letting go process like? A and B, um, how did, how do you now, I'm like, because we talk basketball and we, we, we bullshit and have fun, but it's like, we never actually talk about that thing. Yeah. How was it letting go of that thing? It's not easy. I mean, you, you do it because you have to. So, I mean, I was told by a doctor I needed to stop playing, so I had, knew I had to stop playing. So then you go to, okay, well, you assess you know, what you've done and what you've accomplished, Philippines, what you've not accomplished. China, France, America, Italy, Italy. Um, but the, the 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 French that was that was a horrible place. That 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 place they put you in was awful. That awful. It's, it's an awful <laughs> place having to live in Paris in your early twenties with a bank account full of money and working two hours a day. <laughs> awful. <laughs> awful. And more holidays that you had to go to the south of France. It was awful. Uh, no, it's you, what I basically what I did was I looked and I was like, man, I, basketball has taken me all over the world. Then you have to be excited, happy for your friends that did go further, that did go to the NBA and did reach that ultimate pinnacle, that sat on that mountaintop and and did it, and then got the big ass paychecks. <laughs> That's what I regret. I just missed how that paycheck. You, but, but how do you let go of the ball? You know what I'm saying? Well, that was hard, and that took. <laughs> That took, I literally, so I, I grew up and worked out in the Portland area. So that's where my connection to the basketball world was. I literally packed up all my stuff and moved to California where I knew no one related to basketball. I didn't know anyone in the LA basketball world. So, and a couple people, but it wasn't gonna get me back in. So I knew I had to get away from my basketball scene. And then I said, which I now really regret, I'm going to let myself get out of shape. I'm going to purposefully get out of shape and stop working out because if I'm in shape to where I could go play basketball, I'm going to put myself on a plane and end up in whatever country I can find a connection that can get me a tryout with the team. And I was like, I need to get myself to where I just can't go do it. And I'm not around those people. And literally, it's, I mean, it sucks because now I'm trying to reestablish those relationships, but I just walked away from a lot of people. And no one probably knew why. I just left and just started a new life somewhere else because if I stayed there, I would have kept, I would have been that guy who's chasing it. And at the time, I was 27 and I'm like, okay, I need some job skills and some real life skills and I need to have a life. Yeah. And figure out what I'm going to do. And then you go through that whole process of, well, shit, what am I good at? I've never had a real job. I've never done anything other than play basketball. So what do you do you with your life? Are you to tell my life story right now? Yeah. But, but you, it's, <laughs> it's funny. And as artists, you guys are different. But you look at a lot of people out there and they're like, I'm going to school 
and I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be a doctor, or I'm going into business or banking or whatever, I'm going to be a teacher. They knew exactly what they were going to do, and they, they went and did that. I, I knew I wanted to go try to play basketball, and then after that, who knows what I'm going to do? Who knows what I'm good at? I tried everything. I went on to bounty hunting, all kinds of stuff. Bounty hunting? You did bounty hunting? Yeah. <laughs> but Bobby, Bobby jumped up on the phone. One, hey, you're bounty hunting? He was chasing all the runaways. Yeah, like, yeah, I, love, yeah. I love a seven foot tall man running after someone bounty hunting. Like, like hey, hey, dog, the bounty hunter, fuck you. You're not seven feet tall. I did just have the Sasquatch. a leather vest. No shirt. No shirt. It's part of the uniform. Just the Sasquatch <laughs> of bounty hunting. And a giant canister of mace. Uh, par for the course. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome if somebody actually wore a Boba Fett outfit and was a bounty hunter in real life. Ooh. That'd be cool. That, that would, would be cool. like the ultimate. Like, I think you'd actually just like, okay, well, what do you need me to do? Where I do feel like that out? would be a hindrance, though. I feel like because the people you're as a bounty hunter, hunter. By the way, as the one bounty hunter in the room, experienced yeah. bounty hunter, he's like, I just want to let you guys know. You're gonna want your peripheral like, vision. Visually, <laughs> <laughs> the helmet looks awesome, but it's not. It's not practical, guys. Well, it's not where there's portable writing in that Yeah, rat bastards. There's a cool book on that whole transition uh, of people that had a previous career and ended up doing other things called Flipside. Yeah. It's called uh, Flipside Undercovering the Hidden Opportunities in Life or something like that. But each chapter is a different person in history who had some sort of thing going for them and for whatever reason had to change that and do something else. Like Julio Iglesias, for example, he was a professional goalkeeper for Real Madrid. Like he was a professional football player, and that was his dream. And he not, ended up getting football. in a snowmobile. It's, it's, snow it's, football. Football. Huh? it's not football. It's not football. Football. It's soccer. <laughs> it's football. Okay. It's soccer. Yeah. All right. Fine. It's soccer. Whatever. It's fucking America. It's, we have football. There's a difference. There's football <laughs> and there's American football. There's two different things. Anyway, I don't like your racist goal. connotations when you say American football. You know, like you're assuming is, something. Is America a race? Yeah. A race of awesome. Best <laughs> 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 response ever. Yeah, this dude gets in a snowmobile accident, couldn't walk for two years, and uh, then goes on to be the greatest selling Latin artist of all time. Who the is? He yeah. understood the rhythm is going to get you. Yeah. It's going to get you. Gloria. And the Miami Sound Machine. Yes. And the Miami Sound Machine. Are they not all the same? <laughs> How I'm sorry. dare you? How dare you? <laughs> even not Chris. Even now Chris is like, even Chris is like, no, too far, Jason. I'm going to throw a while in. We're going too far, too far. A race of awesome. Uh, just to change it from that, the, the, the Carmen, the girl-based Carmen, uh, do you know what else she was in? Uh, I, I thought you might know because you're like the guru of, uh, of trivia. She this was Carmen. Carmen, yeah, she's the one that kind of summoned the uh, three amigos with the, with the letter. She was the receptionist in Beetlejuice. Where oh. she was like a, a green skin and red. Oh, uh, that was her. Wow. We. We. <laughs> and also, the guy who played the German guy is. Uh, she's very cute. She's very cute. The guy who played the German guy in this movie was also in the opening of the original Terminator. He's the guy who got his guts uh, punched out by Arnold Schwarzenegger right next to Jeff Bill Paxton. Right? Oh, Bill Paxton. Yeah. The punks in the beginning. By, by the way, Jeff Goldblum. That was definitely timeless actor. Yeah. Great, handsome devil. Loves jazz. Plays jazz. He's a musician. Good piano player. Good piano player.
And uh, yeah, he's Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is there ever, you know, what, what I mean, like, the, and you, you kind of heard the voice, right? And, and I'm not trying to make light of it in any way, but um, is there a time where, or do you ever foresee a moment, uh, all three of you, when uh, when you might say goodbye to music? No. Look at Bobby, Bobby, because I, I know how much you love music. Like I, I know Chris and Mark, but I actually look at me. <laughs> I don't know if it caught that, but John just slapped me. But um, it's a hard thing. I mean, I, I'm 44 and I still try to play basketball, and I will hit a game whenever once in a while, and I will run down the court and be like, "What?" Like at 80, if you're in a retirement home with these two knuckleheads. I'm just playing I'm, the harmonica. Just playing the harmonica. Just, and, and, just some and groupies. Some yeah, like 85 yeah. year old groupies. <laughs> a little pan flute. Just having a good time. I don't know if he made me moist or I just wet myself. That's a t shirt. Extra mayonnaise, please. Let's just get this party started. Never. At that point, we'd just be living on a prayer, man. Is that <laughs> Bon Jovi? You started this Bon Jovi thing, sir. I will finish it. I will finish it. You are going to finish it, sir. Um, There are some circumstances. Here's one. How about if you go deaf? Huey Lewis. Would you still play? Huey Lewis. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? You can't hear tone anymore. Okay. Well, Brian Johnson is ACDC. He's he's no longer in the band because he can't hear anything. Yeah. Yeah, But I think that there's no technology that would help that out. That's one of the few things good about the medical industry nowadays is... uh, that yeah, new technology can't help those things out. For me myself, the fact that music would be gone is there's no reason for me to live. I don't think I just that's been the, so much of a part of my life, and I find so much happiness in it. You know, just like uh, the story that John was talking about basketball. I used to be a great athlete. I used to love to play basketball and everything, and I just can't do it. My knees will not let me run or hike as much as I would want to. But I'll, I'll always be able to have music in some form. If not performing, if not listening, it has to always be there. Just for I me, mean, that's who I am as a person. So I think the three of us, I think we can just keep that going for as long as we want. And soup, right? And soup. Well, that's the interesting <laughs> thing. Like mu- sure. music has, has more longevity, tomatoes. right? So you think about in, in high school, right? Like the, what the jocks were, yeah. you know, the ones getting laid or whatever. And the, the musicians, maybe in the band, maybe they got laid to or whatever. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. When, but what fast year, forward what, what, 20 well, hold years. On, hold on. What, year, what age did you, did you lose your virginity, sir? Well, I'll get to that in a second. But first off, I have to 37, you son of a I bitch. I still haven't. I still uh, haven't. Tonight is the night. Maybe if I can uh, get my wife a little tipsy, she'll play along. No, uh, but like now, fast forward 20 years. And all like the freaking athletes, star athletes from high school, or freaking bald and overweight and can barely walk or whatever. And the musicians I'm standing right here. I'm standing right are here. still out there, and they're the ones playing a show tonight at freaking on Red River, and they're the ones gonna be getting late. I'm just saying. Keith Richards is some more will always be an inspiration to me as far as the, I think that guy's a vampire. I think he probably he, I think he died like maybe two decades ago, and he just keeps going. At least four times. If he, he, if he can keep doing it, so can I. Mm-hmm. Is he doing stem cells? Dude, he gets like 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 the best blood from like a seventeen year old, pure testosterone injected in his body, and he just gives him some. Mick Jagger just had a kid. Like, yeah, yeah. 
He's the one who's shooting it out. I mean, I, 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 it's weird. It's weird where you where um, dribbling it's, it out. It's weird where you find your passions or what you do. Basketball reference. That's a good basketball reference. But it's weird where you find your passions and what you do, and and you maybe at your youth where when you're going after them, you don't see the runway of them, right? So like music has a longer runway than basketball does mm-hmm. or football or soccer or anything else. Any high impact sport for sure. Yeah. It just does. And people are like, no, but you know, you, you've got people that relive their youth. Like I didn't start playing basketball when I was in college. And I was dumb and lucky enough that when I played basketball in Newport beach, I got to play with professional athletes, Cherokee parks, AC green, um, Troy Palomalu. I got to play with them. And they, t- yeah, Thursday night I went to the a documentary of, about Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker is a punk band that was yeah, yeah. popular in the like, 90s and then they broke up. And there has been such a, they were one of the most influential punk bands of all time. And there was a documentary made of them and the people there were so passionate. There was a line to get in. I was there. And there was a Q&A afterwards with the band and people were just, just testimonials of how much their music meant to them. There's one guy in the mirror in the military stood up and said that your his their music literally saved his life. That he just listened to the albums and was sort of like awake up to cope with what he was going through. And that's what music does. And you can't imagine what I can't imagine what those guys were thinking when that guy was telling him that. Uh it's very endearing. Uh I've only had a few people tell me what their the music I've written, you know, meant to them. But uh you know, yeah, no, it's what, what you're saying is true. It, the music, I think, can bring, it's one of the most underrated things that can bring us all together around the world. That's cheesy to say, but it, it is true, and it does, and it constantly does that. And uh, But your podcasts are going to be here forever, too, and there's a lot of, I listen to your podcast. And, <laughs> God bless you. And, and uh, <laughs> the one thing that stuck with me was uh, Jason's dick story that his father told him that how you test Certain things about somebody else's anatomy. Yeah. The lemon juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to stick with me forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just music. Other things can touch you too. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, like, Beethoven, right? Mueller's dead. He's gone. Century's dead. Century's dead. Yeah. Music still. I mean, Muddy Waters. <clears throat> we'll go something recent. Muddy Waters. Dead and gone. Manish Boy's still a jam. David Roy. Yeah, David Bowie. They still, there's a thing there. And I, I, guess, I guess then I'll bring it back to what I call weight. Uh, weight's probably the right term, and the movie's ended. But, um, you know, but those guys, they understood their, their weight of carrying through what was fake to what is real. You guys have stuck with what is real and what is, what is done. And I'll ask you all this, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up on this, but it's like, it's not about your music living a day or, or a thousand years, but it is about the fact that do you, when you're creating a song or you're doing something, is there a part of you that thinks, I could buy my daughter a car, or I could drive down the road, or I could have a friend, or I could, you know, I could do my thing, whatever it is. And it's there and it's playing. But it's not there and playing because in 19, 
98 or 2018, that was the song to sing. But I wrote music because that's what I wrote. That's what I felt. That's what I wanted. That's what I emoted in my life. And in doing all of that, it won't die. And it won't die because it won't die. Do you think about that? Bobby, I'll start with you. Do you think about your kid in a convertible driving down the highway at any age listening to your music? No, not, I do. Not, not all the time. It, 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 I'm so well. arrogant, I think about it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. I think that it's, it's awesome to hear you say the, the impact because I think those words are true. And most people that I know that are in music, they don't... Um, think that way all the time like they may have special moments right just out just played a killer show biggest population out there the crowd was mo most interactive uh, you just got your songs back from the mastering engineer and you're hearing them as sound as good as they're ever gonna sound you know um, you just uh, got finally booked at the venue you've been wanting to play at for 15 plus years of your life right there's moments where you could truly say, or you hear your song on the radio and you've been submitting CDs to that radio station for 10 years and it finally gets played like there's moments where you feel that and you're truly connected with that and it's awesome and then there's a lot of moments like it's Monday night and it's you're tired you had a long weekend and you got to go to practice and you're just like dude I fucking hate music I hate being in a band. I don't want to fucking lift a thing. I don't want to troubleshoot why the keyboard's not working. I don't want to do anything else. Shit, they're playing time. Yeah, so there's that ebb and flow, and there's that spectrum that you go back and forth. So I think that more people would probably play music and play it for longer if they could tap into that true feeling of like, oh, this is amazing. It, this is making an impact. hundred years from now, my daughter's going to, and their daughters or whatever. Wow, Mark. Favorite band? Oh, man. Gosh. Yeah. I don't know if I can just... <laughs> I mean, I mentioned Radiohead earlier, but I don't know. I mean, that's... Uh, that's a hard question. Uh, I'll stick with Radiohead just as far as a default answer, but there's so many out there that are just amazing and great. Bobby? Yeah, I've always been a, a big Radiohead fan, especially the earlier guitar-driven stuff. It's just... I mean, Power of Tower, yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, mm -hmm. Hugh Lewis and the News. Disappointing all three of you. Artists. How dare you? That's my first concert, so. <laughs> Mine was Petra. Oh, they played at my high school. I did not go. Christian Rock. <laughs> the Garble and Key. Can I bring a striper reference in? I have a on the striper. Nice. They're still playing, by the way. Still playing, still shooting Bibles out of a cannon to be like, you need Jesus. How how bad? Cannon worthy. <laughs> I do think that the that the the Christian metal and the Christian rap is a, is a phenomenon. I, I really think it's so. You know, by the way, you know who's a Christian band that actually like so? There's a couple that broke out and they actually did really well. We'll close on this weird thing to close on. We've closed on like five things now. I know <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you, John. But um, uh, Sixpence and the Richer. Yeah, Christian band. My buddy uh, Matt Slocum was in that band. Steve Taylor was their producer. Uh, he had a um, he had an album called I Predict 1990, which made fun of the evangelicals for uh, you know always predicting when Jesus was going to come back. And he had a song called I Blew Up the Clinic Real Good uh, about you know as a Christian artist singing about 
stop with the anti-abortion. Like stop, stop, stop. Not cool. And uh, yeah, but, but I should say this. That's how I interpreted the song, right? I don't know how the guy wrote the fucking song. I don't think it was real cool. What, what if? What if? <laughs> That's why you wrote the song. About what it. if Jesus yeah. and heaven is real? And like when you get there and you walk through the pearly gates, Jesus is just shredding on like a flying V guitar, <laughs> just like meadly, meadly. And, 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 and he's in spandex, and, and he's like, "Welcome to heaven, motherfucker!" Ow! I think you got on that. It's just Jesus shredding yoga pants and welcome to heaven. For Halloween, can I come back here and you guys do Striper covers and do a full Striper get-up? Go for Done. Halloween with yeah. Striper. Mm-hmm. We could hang some chains yeah. from the rafters and then hang the symbols on there because that's yes. what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. Cause yeah. it's, a, it's a symbol of life, sir. Yeah. It's a symbol of what happens. Guys, thanks. I mean, one, I really... You guys did the theme song. Thank you for that. I, it's, I fucking love it. I do. I love it. Thank you very much. Um, thanks for this, too. I know you guys are all busy. Um, you gotta hear me babble on. I gotta stand up and talk to this microphone, and you guys gotta answer, and I gotta cry a little bit. So uh, I, I appreciate the time. It's the one thing we don't get back, right? So I always I appreciate the time that I gotta spend with you guys, no matter what. Um, but this time, of course, very special. So thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, really thanks appreciate it. And uh, with that, now you get to hear my daughter sing about the first time she took a shit. So, enjoy.